Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is a Four Center podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsok for another edition of Star Wars Ranked. Me and a guest, a Star Wars topic, and our choices to support. Our thoughts on the topic, get it, got it, good, coming back to Force Center today, is recording artist, singer-songwriter, 
rock star, and my friend, the Vandalorian, Van William is back. Welcome back, Van. Thanks so much for having me. It feels incredible to be back in this wonderful podcasting studio for another <laughs> episode of Star Wars Ranked. Now, you know, I don't want to talk too much about your other life, but right. you're, you're busy, you're deep, you're recording songs, you're writing songs, you're doing the music thing, so you're you're in the Star Wars mood still, though, right? Of course, absolutely. I've been locked in my studio for the past two months just working on New songs all the time, and the only one, honestly, one of the only things that keeps me going as a distraction thing that I can count on is always there is the galaxy far, far away. I can just quickly escape, get in that world, and then come back refreshed. So it's this is a wonderful break for me. Perfect, great. That's what I want to hear, and it's always there. And it was during, uh, you know, your hard work on these songs. And you know, if you guys aren't following Van on Instagram, but check it out, uh, uh, Van William Music, right? That oh, one, right. yep. Good branding, good branding. <laughs> uh, his Instagram stories always got some great stuff uh, of him in the studio, him with dogs, him traveling. Um, so I know you've been working and recording, but in the middle of all this, you texted me and you had this thought, this idea, and you, you kind of were like, I, I need to talk about it. Yeah, And it's a good one because it's something a little different here at Star Wars Ranked. Uh, we are titling this one, The Best Bathroom Break Moments in Star Wars. So that's an, that's an interesting different. We're here in Force Center. We celebrate does this sound bad? It's not. Van, talk to me a little bit about how this came to you. Well, I was thinking about when I was a kid and when episode one was in the theater, I saw it 13 times in the theater. God bless you. And I always found myself going to the bathroom at the, at the same time, which is not actually when I would go to the bathroom now. It's changed over the years, but it uh, was at the beginning of the pod race. And mm-hmm. so I was thinking about, about how there's, in all the movies, I feel like there's this one scene or this one um, yeah, sequence where you feel like, okay, this I can afford. I've either, I don't like it as much as the mm-hmm. other, rest of the movie, or I've just seen it so many times that, and I don't get anything out of it, get as much out of it anymore. This is when I'm going to go to the bathroom. And you said that to me in a text and I was like, gosh, yeah, I have those moments too. And I think every star Wars fan does. And yeah, we at force center are, are wonderfully positive, uh, um, in, in our in our love of Star Wars and, and the way we cover it, well, the way we choose our words to talk about Star Wars, it's very clear here in Force Center. It's what we want to do, but that doesn't mean we don't have things we like more than other things. Parts of the movies that kind of lose our interest after the fiftieth viewing, and and also I think it's part of the celebra- celebratory factor. You love a movie so much. Did you have a scene in your brain that you're like, I'm good this time around. I've had <laughs> too good. much iced tea. And I know exactly <laughs> when it's coming in the movie. And it, I can even time drinking water to to go with that. Right. <laughs> to go with it. Um, and also, you know, we're saying bathroom breaks, but maybe it's, you know, you're on your laptop and you know that's when you can respond to an email exactly. or that. But, but bathroom breaks is uh, the overall concept here. So, uh, yeah, 13 times in the theater is uh, uh, I had eight. Hey, that's pretty good. That's respectable. Yeah, that's yeah. respectable. <laughs> You're like, well, yes, I was on Kodiak Island for my dad's a fisherman up there, and so I was in a small town of Kodiak, and there's one theater, and it was in there for two weeks, and there's nothing else to do. So every other day, that that was seven of the times. I would absolutely be in the same boat. Yeah. Probably the same fisher uh, fisherman's <laughs> boat yeah. uh, doing that there. So this is great. We we went back and forth. Now you initially you had picked one out for every movie as a starting yeah. point. You whittled it down. I was a dastardly uh, villain and said, give me five. We're going to talk about our extras as as we do here in Star Wars Ranked. But 
Uh, I don't know your order yet, so it's going to be fascinating to me uh, to see where this falls. So with that said, Star Wars ranked the best bathroom moments. I think you guys are all on board with what what we mean. So Van, start with your number five. Number five is the journey through the planet core. Oh. That was my terrible boss No, accents. we love terrible boss nass actions. Yeah, so this uh, sequence for me, I have a lot of mixed feelings about, but it is mm. usually when I take my bathroom break. First of all, I want to get this out of the way. The Phantom Menace, the last time I saw all the films in a row, I had a change of my favorite sequence. And now now I'm saying this could change next week, but right now I'm saying my favorite of the prequels is the Phantom Menace. I know that's very controversial. Whoa, that's been a change. It's been a change. I just think that from start to finish, the arc is it, it's the most standalone of the movies. And mm-hmm. I think just from a, on a personal level, mm-hmm. um, because it was one of the, you know, the, the one that I saw so many times in the theater when I was, you know, at this perfect age, it just has so much nostalgic value to me. Plus the visuals, uh, the balance of, CG and, um, you know, practical effects and, and the sets just feels a little bit more lived in to me than the next two. But anyway, that that's that's funny. That could be another discussion for another time. That's yeah. a very interesting thought about Phantom Menace that I, I agree with. That's even mm-hmm. Revenge of the Sith is still my favorite. Of them. There's those moments where you're like, ah, yeah, George, yeah, the CGI just not holding up. Right. Uh, that's interesting. I like. Yeah, that. when you go back, especially to the Padre sequence, and you look in the crowd yeah. and all those like and and the actual props they made, the sets the sets they right. made um, are in, are really incredible. And I mean, you know, Puppet Yoda got flipped out, which sure. I think is is probably for the best. But at the same time, it does feel a little. At the time, it felt like way overly CG, obviously. But now looking back, yeah. it, it does feel like a bit of a a bit of a balance. Right. But anyway, my, yeah. of course, the planet um, core, the planet core. So Jar Jar, let's talk about Jar Jar okay. a little bit. Um, really? Of course, um, you know, I've gone through as, as long as a lot of other Star Wars fans have kind of gone through an exploration of how yep. we feel about Jar Jar through the years. Uh, when I first saw the movie, when I was a kid, I didn't even think much about him. I was like, Oh, he's funny and cool. And mm-hmm. I like him. Mm-hmm. And then over time, you know, all my friends were making fun of me at school for liking <laughs> Star Wars and Jar Jar Binks and all this kind of stuff. And then oh, you sour man. on it. I still think that, that he's not my favorite. Yeah. Um, I still think that there are times that I, I can't stand him. But for example, my my girlfriend who had never seen any Star Wars movies until mm-hmm. a year or two ago um, when we watched them all, I, I didn't tell her anything about Jar Jar Binks before. And I, I was excited to kind of ask her after what she thought. Right. And she was so surprised that right. there was any controversy or drama at all about him. I love that perspective. So yeah. I know she, she was raised outside the state. Yeah, obviously. she was raised in Spain. Uh, and not that Star Wars isn't no. international felt, but it might be a little bit different pop culture zeitgeist over there. Absolutely. Oh, Absolutely. So she had never heard of him. And she, yep. so she was coming to her from total first perspective and had seen the original trilogy. First, we watched them in that order. Okay. And and I was like, yeah, but you know, don't you think he's overly sensitive? She's like, no, it's just like, see, she said, it's like the golden robot in the original ones. <laughs> Interesting. It's like, I love you so, so much. The, the, but, but anyway, the planet core specifically, the planet Jar, Jar. Core, yeah, the planet core specifically is the sequence that I, I, I really have a tough time getting through. It. He, he's just a, he's just a little too over the top for me there a little too squealy and whiny and yeah. constantly babbling uh, and you can see uh, uh, Liam Neeson and Ewan McGregor um, so looking at each other like what the, 
what is what is this? And it's the sequence for me. It's like the the effects are kind of whatever. It's like yeah. there's always a bigger fish. It's just one of those sequences where I can still find something to like about it. But I've yeah. seen it so many times where I was like, all right, I'm gonna skip this part and then I'll be chill about Jar Jar for the rest of the movie. They survive. You know, they get up to the surface. Yeah. They get through. That's yeah. a lot of what these sequences probably are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and interesting. We're, we're definitely gonna come back to this in mm-hmm. a way with one of my choices here in a bit. But uh, I, I do I do understand. It's kind of the epitome of, all right, plot's moving forward. Right. I know where it goes. And there's never a point, even the first viewing as a kid, there's never any point where you're like, oh my God, they might die. Right. You know, I mean, come on. Yeah. You know, fish is going to, it's not going to happen. <laughs> Just cool fishes. <laughs> yeah, cool, cool fishes. Colo, uh, what's it? Colo, colo clawfish? Shows colo up clawfish, again, yeah. Shows up again in right. solo. Right. Served, chilled. Um, right. So there's lots of there, but yeah, and again, this is the spirit of, of what we're talking about here, folks. I think you get it where it's like, hey, there's some things to love, but hey, these are the moments you're okay making a burrito in the microwave yes. and then having another bathroom break. Um, <laughs> so that is your number five, That's the my number journey five. through the planet gore. My number five. All right, we're going to the last Jedi. Let's put this one on the table now. The sequence that I find myself checking out on a bit and knowing that I don't need any more and I can just get on with my uh, viewing is Poe, Rose, and Finn forming a plan with Maz Kanata. Yeah. So it's, it's, there's a lot of little things. One, it's setting up its exposition. It's like any, it's like some of the scenes in Ocean's Eleven. George Clooney's got a map of the casino and we know where we're going. All right. That's good. I, I am not a fan of the use of Maz in this way. Very happy that Maz Kanata was there. Um, just wasn't my favorite execution of, of the idea. So um, it raises a lot of weird questions, a lot of Star Wars uh, counseling needed. Of She got in a union dispute days after her castle. Maybe she was trying to rebuild the castle. It, what side of the union battle is she on? I don't know. And I start going down this wormhole, rabbit hole of thoughts. Um, and then uh, there's a lot of... Uh, so, and I don't even negative about it, but it's like the, the palm bloom show shows up on screen. I'm like, how did that, wh- why is that on the screen? And, and, and it's the exposition of Rose going, here's the ship. And we go here, got it, get to it. Let's go. There's some fun stuff with Poe. I do like Poe Dameron, Oscar Isaac in the scene. How'd you two meet? We destroy the ship. Mm-hmm. A lot of Poe stuff, but overall I'm good. Got it. Let's move on. Yeah. I, I, I absolutely agree with you when I, heard you were going to include this. I was like, I wish I would have thought of that (laughs) one. Actually, it is definitely a skippable moment for me as well. I Mm -hmm. will say like you, I'm a massive fan of the last Jedi. It's in either my three or four, uh, in order, depending on the week. Uh, but this is definitely (laughs) one scene, even the first time I saw the movie, I was like, "Mm, okay. It felt a little video gamey to me. Um, in a way that wasn't necessary. It felt a little, Oh God, we got to get Maz in here some way. Let's do it this way. Um, but absolutely it's one, for me, that we can skip as well. Yeah, we'll get to the point again. Uh, I do uh, the Oscar Isaac stuff. The more I think about it, is 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 fun in that scene, um, and it just didn't play again. Like you said, a video game. It is here's our next mission, and right. every one of these movies is going to have that kind of, of thing. Of course, uh, this is the Last Jedi, so that is why Poe, Rose, and Finn forming a plan with Maz Kanata. My number five, which means we go to your number four. Number four, we're going to get a little controversial here, Ken. We're going original trilogy. Oh, that's hard. And I thought about this a lot, and I think that when films are, you know, especially the original saga films, they have become such an iconic part of our lives, and every scene, every moment of them has been canonized in this way that's like, 
untouchable. Mm -hmm. But I think that if those movies were to come out today in, you know, the modern internet culture, I think that the same sort of um, poking and prodding at them, if that that were to happen, we would still find the similar things that we find in in the new films. So for me, the one of the original trilogy that, that kind of sticks out as in A New Hope, actually, okay. and it's the trash compactor scene. Ooh. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Now, there is, like you yeah. said in your number five, a lot in this that I like. Yeah. I like the um, the group dynamic. It's really the first time we get to see the mm-hmm. main three kind of interact with each other, and they're getting to know each other. I really like all the banter. But similarly to my number five about going through the planet court, you know they're going to get out of, mm-hmm. of the trash compactor Obviously. Um, That being said, I do think it has a little bit more tension in it than some of the other um, versions of this and the other films. But looking back on it now with fresh eyes, it does seem like a tad... Right. Silly. It, it seems like I really, I could see him getting this idea and, and vi- cinematically it's, it's, it's interesting in a way and the, yeah. the very classic and the walls are closing, closing in, in on them. Um, and, and the stuff with C-3PO is, is funny. You know, some of the, the actually the funniest parts of the movie, uh, yeah. the more I talk about, the more I'm like, I really well, like this. But, but that's going to be the thing. Yeah. And, and, and again, we, we love every bit of the, these, these yeah. movies. But yeah. that's, that's, you got it, this, but this happens. Whether yeah. you think about it or not, this is the moment you get up and you go to the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, I, I will go, I, yeah. when that comes on, I will like, all right, cool, I'll, I'm going to check my Instagram. Yeah, right, right, and that's kind of the spirit of it there. But, and, and what you're saying, the, va- the the value to the sequence is the dynamic of the characters. And, that's it. And the, the humor, and we learn a not lot. Not the plot. But, but for the plot-wise, yeah. yeah, especially if you see it time and time again, do you consider this... Are you saying the sequence for you is literally Leia blasts the hole in the grate, they dive in, and then it starts once they all land? I think it starts once they all land. Yeah. Because yeah. the escape with, uh, is The great. escape is awesome, and it's, I yeah. love all of that and diving down. And the, mm-hmm. Is that the Wilhelm scream in there? Um, yeah, <laughs> one of many. One of many. I think that, that whole part I really like. Yeah. It's when they're in there. Yeah. And that it feels a little, and then the little Dianoga. The Dianoga, okay. which, uh, gosh, does have a real full name, as we, we learned from from a certain point of view. I just can't remember it. That's a, that is, have you read that story yet? I haven't. It I've is cosmic, man. It's cosmic. I think Ringo Starr would love him. Yeah? Peace, peace and love, peace and love. Yeah. Right. He's Force-sensitive. He's a being. He's a creature. He's trapped. Wow. He is, he oh, is really? trapped, and the Empire puts those creatures into trash compactors because they help kind of clean it up or whatever. Huh. But he's he's trapped, and, and, when, and when he pulls Luke down, they have a connection. Luke doesn't really know what's going on, of course, but the Dianoga is basically like, "Oh, you're like the, you're like the, you're, you got the Force, kid." Huh? Does so, that make you like the scene a little more or le- less? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a great piece, and I, and I do think if you're out there listening, you haven't uh, haven't gone through from a certain point mm-hmm. of view. There's some some of my favorite stuff, some interesting things, some things I'm like, "Oh, that's cute." Not, not necessarily yeah. my favorite. Um, and some weird, some canon meth, not mess ups, but some weird, you have to kind of go through, so ju- do a little jump rope of can- canon jump rope it, towards the end. Some of the stories step on each other, but that one, it's really interesting. And it's something that I could see George Lucas going, well, yeah, that's, I like that. Uh, right. there. He's a, he's a Jedi, mm-hmm. a trash Jedi. Um, <laughs> that's, that's a really, now we're just doing weird George voices. <laughs> now we're just making them up. Um, so give it a shot, but I like it. Just being a random creature. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So, and that, and that's, and the pacing yeah. of the trash compactor scene, the tension's great. It's shot it really good. Is, I mean, yeah. you just take that scene out of the movie, you got a great scene. But um, 
you know, again, it, it, not every scene. It, I don't need every scene to have me go. It's it's the, what I always call the Game of Thrones factor. Of, Will these characters die 30 minutes into the movie? Right. No, I don't need that. We're learning about the characters and everything, but we've learned enough. With we this. know by now. We, <laughs> we know. know. <laughs> we know. We know that Chewie's going to try to push that door and nothing's going to happen. So that's a controversial pick out there. Trash compactor. A classic the board. sequence. But... Not classic enough, enough to, I guess, to not go to the bathroom. No, I'm kidding. Um, my number four. All right, let's go back to the Phantom Menace. Yeah. Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon go before Boss Nass. Now. Wow, right before. Right, right before. before. So the Phantom yeah. Menace has this yeah. sequence, and yeah. I guess we could have included the whole thing, mm-hmm. but the Planet Core is definitely a different sequence. Mm, it is. The, the Unabunko launches out. It is. Um, I chose this one, unbeknownst to me. I know again, I saw some of your list before, but I had this one down because uh, it is one of the slower scenes. Mm-hmm. It again is exposition. It's clunky enough to where I, you know, I'm like, ah, I don't want to. I don't want to. It doesn't. The, the tech doesn't. The CGI, I should say, doesn't hold up as much with Boss Nass. Uh, now, I said this. If you force in a listener, love Boss Nass. I think he's just fascinatingly weird, wonderful kind of wacky but tough guy character one of the best voice performances Brian Blessing. in the saga and if you guys out there have not gone to our uh, friend of the show Jamie Stangroom's YouTube page and watched him interview Brian Blessed at a incredible convention it is bonkers fun it's unabanco um I love Boss Nass I think and I also I always I also think Boss Nass has a real uh correct view of the situation where he's like those a-holes up there they they segregated us down here. Like we, we they hate us. So I love the character of Boss Nass, but it comes forward. It is it is just a slow paced, and it causes me to start drifting off. Like what else? All right, uh, let me get here. And then when the Planet Core sequence, because I do love the line Planet Core. Uh, sometimes I like watching it, kind of how you described it. Like it's got some of the wackiest Jar Jar stuff. That has become over the years, like I love going maxi big to forces. <laughs> like it's just got these weird quotes. <laughs> and then why does Qui-Gon like Qui-Gon going back to what you talk? I don't want to totally break that scene, but Qui-Gon like Spock Vulcan, you know, neck pinches and yeah, yeah. knocks Jar out. And I love uh, Obi-Wan. Yeah. I think you've gone too far. Whatever he says, it's like, <laughs> what's going on? So I think it's so wacky. I like that sequence where this one has almost no. Wackiness. Yeah. Yeah. I will say that I, I actually, I think I like this sequence. Um, more than some other parts of the movie. There's something interesting in, 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 a, in a different way. Like part, the, my, one of my favorite things about the prequels that I like more than even the original trilogy in a way, and definitely more than the new films is the world building. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think, and in the clone wars, I think George was just at the height of his game in terms yep. of creating these worlds that you were just like every new planet and every new world. You were like, Oh my God. Like we were watching the clone wars last night and Felucia is like just mind blowing. Right. Beautiful. But something about Oda Gunga <laughs> as a kid is so gorgeous it's and a beautiful shot when they're swimming. So, up oh my God. Oh yeah. So when, when this, when this boss now sequence is going on, I find myself not, yeah, like not really paying attention to what yeah. they're saying, but just looking in the background at like That's the Gungan swimming around and walking around and like, yeah. just like there's enough going on back there that I can kind of imagine myself there. And yeah. I just, yeah, I just love that. If the scene world. had been a little more, uh, just the dynamic nature to it, where you, the trash compactor scene's got a lot there for you. We've just seen it a lot. This one, Boss Nass is great. Forget how he looks and the CGI yeah. doesn't hold up. Qui-Gon's being Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan, they're, they're stiff and stilted. They're Jedi. That's kind of what they do. Right. 
if the other Gungan council had gotten involved, if we had had a, mm-hmm. they, instead they all kind of have the same design. They're mm-hmm. just kind of sitting there, uh, probably the limitations of the tech and budget at the time. But if, if there had been like, there's boss Nass and counselor Japers and, you know, Bebop <laughs> Magoo over here. And they were like, wow, I don't know. I might've more Gungan. I hate to, I, it's weird to say that, but more Gungan might've made the scene more. I can see that. Me. I can see you know? that. The Gungan War Council. Yeah, what's going on? They've got to have some disagreements. Exactly. Oh, yeah, that's a great idea. Van, this is great. Yeah, you got Bebop Magoo <laughs> is over there going, uh, Misa think we should trust them. And the other one, we don't trust these uh, upperlanders. And all right there, Japers. Like, I, I, there's a scene. There's a scene. <laughs> I feel like if George had that idea, he would have done it too. Oh, Absolutely. okay. Gungan politics. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the politics for the throne yes. of Oda Gunga. Uh, sounds good. So that is my number four, which means we're up to your number three. Number three, we're going to stick in the prequels, and we're going to go with episode two, Attack of the Clones, when Anakin and Padme are arriving on Naboo. And I, for this, I count almost the entire, uh, um, from the... Tra- from the, <laughs> Their first date? Yeah, yeah, basically from, even when they're like on the ship, uh, stowing away or whatever, uh-huh. and they're traveling to Naboo, and then they're arriving on Naboo, frolicking in the grass. To me, looking back on Attack of the Clones now, I have a harder time getting through the romance stuff than I do any other, like the Jar Jar mm-hmm. stuff or whatever. I can, I can, I, I, I'm totally at peace with, mm-hmm. but the romance stuff is is tough for me. It's okay. really tough for me. Um, I don't want it, you know, it's a combination of the dialogue and the acting and the green right. screens and blah, 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 blah. Um, I just, I'm trying to figure out things t- positively to say about it, but it's kind of tough. I just, I just, yeah. I, I, every time that happens, it's, I'm just, I'm just going to get past this and let's get to Geonosis. Yeah. I'm going to cook Let's my, get this thing started yeah, because I'm, gonna, I'm not buying yeah. into the romance. Yeah. I'm going to grill some, some salmon in the yeah. kitchen while this is on. Yeah. This is a longer, this is a longer break for it, me. It's a long sequence. Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't know. I know what you mean. The moment it starts and you know, it has a lot to do with how you know, the chemistry on set and everything was going on with them and, and real world reasons maybe come into it, but it's, it is, it's, it's stilted. It's, it's, mm-hmm. there's no passion. I will say the one aspect of it that I do really like is the shot. I just think is beautiful photography when they're in front of the fire and the lighting yes. on their faces is gorgeous. I think that is like classic, um, like, you know, mid-century cinema mm-hmm. style beauty just in terms of the visual component There's i think a, it's gorgeous a lot of great visual stuff in attack the clones uh, and that's why it's, it ranks low for me because mm-hmm. sometimes george kind of stepped on it with his dialogue and everything right that that scene you're talking about i'll never forget the first time I, we saw that because anakin's been having those dreams all those kind of things uh, and then we know he's got something for Padme and that cuts to that scene of them with the fireplace. She's got the low cut top and he said, and the whole crowd goes, Oh, <laughs> first time. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> we have our first star Wars makeout. I know. Scene. I know. So, uh, yeah, they wanted a little more that I, I, I didn't include it, but I was going to, uh, I was going to include a little bit later of Anakin and Padme and the droids, of course, arriving on Geonosis. We talked about this right. via text van. Anakin and Padme do a lot of arriving. They do. (laughs) Hey, let's go. Let's go arrive somewhere. (laughs) Let's arrive. Do you want to arrive? Let's arrive. (laughs) Let's arrive. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Um, we get a lot of history, uh, uh, history and lore, to borrow a term from uh, Game of Thrones. But I, I do like some Padme filling in the details. Um, Anakin's attachment is forbid is clumsily, awkwardly, charmingly, mm-hmm. and charming in its own way. I like R2 trying to get food. Uh, that's, yeah. uh, that's one of my favorites. But uh, so that's why I can I'll I'll I'll, I'll, I'll listen to it because I do like Padme telling a bit of her history. But uh, you know, 
That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> That's about it in that sequence. Yeah. Again, we are we love all this stuff, but we just got to know when to fold them. Exactly. Uh, and, and walk away from the just table. being real, man. For just a being bit. real. So that is your number three. Any final That's thoughts my number on three. that? A lot of arriving. A lot of arriving. A lot of arriving. My number three is, all right, hear me out here. Going to Solo, A Star Wars Story. The Lady Proxima sequence. Ken, that's the beginning of the movie. (laughs) Well, yes, sir, it is. In this home media streaming world where I've seen, no joke, start to finish, I have seen Solo probably, we're approaching 30 times. Wow. Uh, Saw it only three in the theater. 30 Um, times. Yes. Now, a lot of that's for research on something I've been working on everything, but this is why... I, I can take the, you know, we don't get into the, the solo story, but I, I can take the discussions around it. I get why it didn't click for everybody. But from from almost start to finish, I think this is just such a fun, quick movie to watch. Mm-hmm. It moves, it moves, it moves for me. And it's fun. I like the way it looks. I like the way Bradford Young shot it, uh, even though some people don't. I, I, I just love all of it. It just starts. Now, it starts. The opening moments I love. It's a time, you know, the, the, the mini crawl. The music in the beginning is music, perfect. The shot on Han. I just know that the action's going to pick up. But the, once they start running, when when Kira and Han start running and Moloch's chasing him, I like that sequence. Good old-fashioned car chase. Oh, yeah. Got some American graffiti going on there. Got some grease, some grease uh, drag racing. I love it all. Um, the whole Proxima, Proxima sequence, it just, it just I, I get it. It takes its time, and I know there's... Better things coming. So I'm going to press play on, on the on the Blu-ray or Netflix or Hulu or whatever I got watching it. And then I'm going to go maybe a final bathroom break so I don't have to miss anything Interesting. later. Interesting. You know, it's like that final run before the movie starts in yeah. the theater or make sure my taquitos are done. Right. And so, I mean, Solo, like uh, like we know, uh, is one of your favorite. You know, it, yeah. it ranks highly for you. Yeah. But would you call this your least favorite opening sequences of all the movies or it's just compared to the rest of the movie Com- when you're going to, I'd say it, look, I'll tell you, it has more action than a lot of even the, the original trilogy, not mm-hmm. counting a new hope. I mean, empire starts with a probe launching yeah. and it picks up right away. Uh, Return of the Jedi starts with a landing clearance. Right. I mean, you know, it's up there. It's good. I like it. it. It does its job. And I have to admit Lady Proxima herself, love the design. Linda Hunt, uh, a veteran actor, uh, they bring her in. She does a voice. No problem with what she did. I just wished it was an alien language. Right. I just wish Moloch's speaking in another language and yeah. Han's getting it. Han speaks Sherwook. Mm-hmm. Um, it does take Han it. Han is a linguist. Han, Han is a linguist. Um, it just takes me out a little bit enough. And, I, and yeah. from the first viewing... You talk about the first few and last Jedi for you with Poe and Finn and Ray plan or Rose planning. I remember in the theater, the first time I saw it, just kind of scratching down in my chair and going, Oh no. <laughs> Interesting. Uh Oh, interesting. I don't, and it, it's, I don't know what it, it's, it's with the Kira. You remember the silo? Like we could have gotten all that with, with translation, just like job of the hut. Right. So therefore love this movie. Love the action, love the look, love the feel. I just know two minutes in, I can sit down for real. I like that. It's a di- it's a different twist on the on the uh, theme we have here. Beginning bathroom, right. setting up uh, an entire watching of no breaks, no breaks. Uh, for me, I like I actually like the scene. I think you like Solo a little bit more than I do. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen it as many times, and uh, I've, I've been wanting to see it again. Um, 
but yeah, I, I think I like this scene a little bit more than you okay. maybe. I like, I, I didn't have a problem with, with the voice. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked the how murky that world is um yeah i did in the three times i saw it in the theater it could have just been the theater but it was i i did understand this too dark thing for yes. me it was like especially in that sequence mainly that sequence i was like i can't quite see what's happening here which mm-hmm. i guess was part of the it, it was but sad to report uh, my first two viewings great and i couldn't uh, understand why people yeah, right. were complaining third viewing different theater all three different theaters actually yeah Third viewing, completely dark. Yeah, I couldn't see yeah. much what was going yeah. on there. Um, but anyway, it, it's interesting that you have that one as your number three because my mm. number two is continuing with the same film. Well, then let's jump to yes. your number two. This might be controversial, um, but my number two in Solo, a Star Wars story, is the train heist sequence. Oh, yeah. The train heist more. sequence, yes. For me, I, some of my least favorite moments of any movies are action sequences that I, I, I don't really feel invested in. Okay. Lightsaber battles, that's different. I can watch any lightsaber battle in the history. I do not care what's going on. I just love lightsabers doing their thing. Right. But in terms of in terms of chases and things like this, I've just never personally, just a mm-hmm. personal thing, I've never been into Fast and the Furious movies or any sort of like any of the James gotcha. Bond car chase stuff. I just, I just find myself kind of spacing out mm-hmm. and specifically in this sequence, I couldn't quite figure out the first few times what was going on, who, what they were doing, why Val mm-hmm. had to sacrifice herself like that. I didn't, I didn't get mm-hmm. the feeling from um, any of the crew. I, I'm not a huge fan of, uh, uh, John Favreau's character. There's just oh, a real, okay. yeah, real. Um, there's just a lot going on that there in that entire sequence with the characters and with that sequence in general that I find myself just kind of spacing out. It's gorgeous, and right. some of the the sequences when Han is like, I remember before the movie came out, there was this kind of gift someone had created yeah. from the trailer of like. Han landing on top of the train and then this pull around oh, this yeah, shot. Yeah. And I was like, Oh my God, when you just watch that on loop, it's like incredible. Right. Um, but in general, I just kind of find myself spacing out and it's just the perfect length for a bathroom break. And I'm like, all right, I got it. <laughs> Val's going to die. Yeah. But I, but unfortunately it's lacking the weight there. I, I don't yeah. feel it anyway. And yeah, so it's one of those ones for me. I under, I understand it. Yeah. I understand it. And, and, um, Rio and Val, I mean, is it, what do you, don't, what do you don't like about Rio? Is it the way he says, I Wookie? Just, <laughs> I, for some reason, it's just the voice, I guess. A lot of the, for me and mm-hmm. Solo, it was between this, the train high sequence and also the droid rebellion. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, there's a lot, some of the humor in, I actually like the humor in Last Jedi more than the humor in Solo, mm-hmm. um, it, but mainly just from Rio and, oh my God, I'm spacing out on the droid. From L3. L3, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I just never quite connected with those characters as much. Totally. Fair yeah. And spe- Rio, for some reason, his voice, and this is a c- clearly just a personal weird thing I have, but it just doesn't sound like the voice doesn't match what he looks like to me. And it just kind of takes me out of it. And I just imagine John Favreau. For some I, I understand. And sometimes that happens in, in some of the Star Wars animated programs for me. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, about, yeah, yeah, yeah. Talked yeah. about that yeah. where, again, it kind of goes, but for me a little bit, mm-hmm. it's, it's a Lady Proxima thing. Of, right. Wow, look at this design. Hello. Yeah. Uh, what? Right. Um, but it's Johnny Favs being Johnny Favs. Yeah, exactly. And it's, I get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so th- I mean, I love this sequence. I love how it shot. Love, love how it looked. I love the visuals in it. I, I, I just, I so really love Infus Nest. 
Uh, and I love the music cue. I do love emphasis. Yeah, the pile. Yeah. And, and again, yeah. not saying you, you don't for, yeah. for sure. The one thing I will say, remember when the trailers came out and, and that shot of Beckett and the blasters and he's using the door and Chewie. I think a lot of us thought this was later in the film. Right. And though I like where it is, I like what Lawrence and John Kasdan are saying about it. It's Han learning the cost of the new life he's entering. I'm on board for that. Some of the deaths, and obviously there's a controversy of, you know, a lot of people thought Val should have lived on for for a lot of uh, good reasons outside the story. But in the story, what you just said there too, sometimes it doesn't seem earned. I get behind that too. Right. Where the sequence just like, all right, I know what happens, Nen. Mm-hmm. I can I can jump in from there. Right. I do like the range troopers, though. That might be the only reason I I wouldn't have this on my list. <laughs> I get that. Give me stormtroopers with fur coats. I know that's big. That's big. So that is your number two. That's my number two. Somewhat controversial, but you know what, Van? I'm going to make sure you're not alone on controversy. Here island. we go, baby. My number two. We are going to Star Wars Episode Five: The Empire Whoa, Strikes Back. The Untouchable. See it again for the first time on the big screen. I'm going with the escape from the Exogorth, the space wow. slug. Yeah. The cave. Yeah. The cave. The Exogorth. Wow. I'm going there. And I always say let's this. Hear the, let's hear the, let me hear you out here. Empire Strikes Back, my favorite Star Wars movie. Empire Strikes Back, nearly perfect. Irving Kirshner took a story that had a lot of failure, had mostly dialogue and did not have a big ending other than a, a, a reveal. And he gave us this perfect movie. And it's also, I think, shot the best. Everything about it is good. It's my favorite movie, period. And we're not going to have a lot of people out there that disagree with us unless it's Mark Ellis uh, wanting to talk about Return of the Jedi. That's fair. But there's something about this sequence. And there's there's great Han stuff. There's great Leia stuff. Don't get me wrong. But when they land in there, the movie slows down. I like going to Yoda and Luke. I like what they're learning. I like what's going on there. And it cuts back. And this is going back to when I was teens, 20s, watching this on VHS. Maybe I got a DVD copy uh, in the early days there. Um, or a burned CD-ROM. I don't know. <laughs> um, it just, I that's when I found myself mentally starting to check out. And let me check my AOL. Right. Let me, let me play TIE Fighter again on the, 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 the PC. And it's one of the things where I can't, it happens so much, I can't deny that there's something about this sequence I don't connect with anymore. And As a do you difference. specifically, are you including the entire time they're in the Exorth or only when they're kind of on the way out? Almost the entire time they're right. in. Now, I'm saying the escape from the Exogorth, which is exciting. Mm-hmm. And I like that Han figures it out. Mm-hmm. And it's fascinating to me. But I, and I've said this in other places, including Jedi Council. Uh, you know, because I get a lot of guff for love in The Last Jedi. There's things in The Last Jedi I do not like. There's things in every Star Wars movie I don't like, and this is that sequence for me. It's a dude with a puppet hand. It's a it's a dude with his hand in a snake, a space slug puppet. <laughs> and when it comes out, that shot is really awkward to me. Yeah. And I'm always surprised. And I'm glad, you know, I'm glad they kept it that way. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, I'm yeah. surprised they when didn't special edition it. When Lucas didn't do the special yeah. editions, that didn't didn't come out and have like big ears and tentacles <laughs> and like that. Almost would have. And I, I don't like the Sarlacc transition. Yeah. Keep the Sarlacc yeah, just yeah. to open Maw on the ground, but but. They're the whole sequence, I just can't deny. I have no problem with the movie slowing down. Great Han and Leia stuff. They're my favorites, so I love it. I love 3PO interrupting the kiss. I love Chewie working on I Love it all. Love it all. But the moment the asteroid chase ends and they go in there, 
I, the movie slows down and I slow down and I know it's okay for me to check out. That's interesting. I went, originally when I was making my list and I was trying to pick one sequence from each of the films, mm-hmm. this, that is the sequence that I, I picked from empire, which was right. so hard to think of any from empire. It's hard. Um, the problem that it, the thing, the reason it didn't make my top five is because and it, it was probably not even close to my top five. Cause I could have picked other ones from the other movies and doubled up is that moment um, with, with three PO interrupting the kiss is just so is for me is yeah. one of like the best. It is it's so much tension and it's so it, it's everything about three PO and everything about the Leia and Han as individuals and yeah. as a couple. And it's just so heavy after that, after that part, yeah. When they're squeegee enough, the, you know, the, um, the Minox or whatever, then okay. I, and, and, and if we want to break it down a little bit more, I'm probably right there with you. Right. Man. Cause that is, is the comedy of C-3PO is some of the best in Star Wars when it comes from who he is as a character, mm-hmm. not being tossed around and having his head removed by a droid machine factory, a, a droid factory. Um, so yes. And that is some, yeah. that is the, I, one of my just big favorite iconic moments is Han and Leia and I'm nice men, all that's Totally, um, totally. So I could splice it up after that, but I'll, I'll just say the whole sequence. I got gotcha. you. I respect that. Okay. I respect that. You you all out there listening, you can at me, bros. You can <laughs> at me. I, 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 and again, this is my favorite Star Wars movie. That's what we got. So it's my number two, which means we're going to go to my number one so the guest can close the show. Uh, my number one, we are going to Rogue One, a Star Wars story, a movie I do love, a movie with a third act that is some of the best third act uh, acting, uh, third act Star Wars in that ever Star Wars. And I love the opening stuff. I love this stuff on Jetta. I love a lot about this. But when they go to Edu, that's when I go to the bathroom. Interesting. And this one I will say most of the sequence. Now, I like Edu. I like the planet. I like rain. I like my Y wings doing the stuff. And I like Orson Krennic being really dastardly and evil. And I like the little reunion between Jin and her father, but everything about it just kind of is, is its own little movie, which, Hey, return of the Jedi starts with a short film about the rescue of Han Solo <laughs> and then goes to the rest of the story. I don't mind that. Um, but for me, uh, Edu just never fully delivers. Uh, even though there's some visuals in there, like there's some awkwardness, some of the dialogue. When we talk about I, Rogue One, the characters needed a little more chemistry to pay off a lot of stuff in the end for a lot of people. Uh, and and I, as much as I love the end of that movie, yeah, if, if, if you give me one more little mission or one more little dialogue, something. I got it more from Jetta from the crew, and they weren't a crew yet. Right. On here, there's just some stuff in there about, uh, did he have a face of a killer? No, he had a face of a friend. What do you mean? And then K two with the he did have his rifle in the sniper position. It, mm-hmm. Okay, I get, I get it, I get it. Um, but it just takes me out of it a little bit. And I know that we can move on and get to once they get back to Yavin. That is a different movie, and I love it. So, Edu, my interesting, one. interesting, interesting, interesting. Yeah, I have thoughts about that. Plus, it starts raining, so I start thinking about the bathroom. <laughs> So, all right, <laughs> hit me. What do you got? What do you got? I, I'm, I kind of like you do. I kind of like right. the vibe. I kind of like Ooh. the vibe. I, I, I gotta say, I think that for one, for me, it's grown on me. I think at the okay. fir- my first couple of viewings, I was there with you. I think that Cassian, the more I think about Morogwan and the more times I see it, I fall more and more in love with Cassian. And that's why the Cassian show mm-hmm. is 
I'm looking forward to more than the Mandalorian. You and I personally. are going to be uh, cuddled on the couch watching Cassian. I cannot wait with, with your giant Ewok. Yes, thank you. I, I, I cannot uh, wait. I just f- finished watching Narcos Mexico with Diego okay. Luna, and he's just incredible. And, I, and it just got me so excited. So I think some of my favorite Cassian moments are in there. Like you really get to feel the conflict. Now, this is where we get, we do get him at mm-hmm. the end of the sequence, the I've been in this battle since I was six, and this fight when I was six. Yeah. So yes. Hundred percent there with you on that, but all right, you just like you like it more. I just like it more. Um, I think, and yeah, if I was gonna skip a, a part in Rogue One, which isn't on my list, I guess it would be the Borg gullet sequence. Even though it's a quick bathroom break, it's quick. You yeah. gotta you gotta run. Yeah, you gotta run. <laughs> Keep the door open. You gotta run. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, I, I do like it. it's not it's not my favorite. Like you said, sure, like, sure, I yeah. also want to make sure I do. I absolutely want to make sure mm-hmm. I'm on the couch for the last hour of the movie. So this is a good last shot to go. It might be the, it might be the intermission to run to the candy mm-hmm. shop out, outside. Yeah. And you're right. If they did skip that, if it goes kind of straight from Jetta to Yavin in a way mm-hmm. or whatever, that's we, yeah. And we need, we need stuff with Jen. I get it all. We need what goes on mm-hmm. there in these sequences. Again, going back to the trash compactor scene. Yeah. We learn a lot about them in that moment as a, as a trio or, you know, throwing, we always forget Chewie uh, and the droids. Um, so we learn a lot about it, but but yeah, I just part of it might be that third act is so good, right? In comparison, so when I start Rogue One, I like I love the opening Rogue One, the cold opening on Lemieux, I awesome. really love. Um, uh, you know, I wish we had more Lyra, but we get 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 what we get there. Love the look of it, uh, and again, I like Jetta because I just like I like this weird world. The Borgullet, yeah, the Borgullet's kind of Star Wars silliness in a, in a way. Um, yeah, it's all there, but I think it's it's a victim of its own success that third act. Because by that time, I'm like, all right, all right. Oh, yeah, let's get there. Let's go. Let's go. I want Radis yeah. jumping in a, come on, <laughs> let's do this. Let's get down to the ground. I want Blue Group, I want Blue Squadron, General Merrick. I want all this. Because there's so many visuals in that third act that I just, it's not even just, I mean, I need to see the X-Wings and the Y-Wing and that U-Wing kind of doing that swoop. There's that one shot where they take oh, out one of the walkers so and they cool. and they swoop and General Merrick like smiles and everything. And like, I'm like, that's Star Wars to me. You know, that's what I grew up with. You know, the, the action part of Star Wars. Star Wars is a lot more than that, of course. But, but you do. And, and I also will say this, and then I'll wrap up my thoughts and, and you can counter. Uh, one of my favorite acting moments in Star Wars and one of my favorite just moments in Star Wars is Jyn Erso seeing the hologram of her father in, oh, yeah. in Saw's castle. There's so much there, especially if you, if you read Rebel Rising and the Rogue One novelization and all that stuff around that era, Catalyst even. You, you Jyn lost her father on many levels. She hated him. And so that's just this emotional moment. The reunion is, I, I'm, I understand Galen needs to die. I don't need Galen to survive to the end. We get that. The reunion is almost anticlimactic. Right. It doesn't yeah, match up. That. Again, victim of its own success yeah. for me. That's true. Plus, uh, Mads has got his leg oddly bent under him, and it cramps my knie watching it. <laughs> so I'm like, straighten out your knee. Come on. And he was a dancer. He could do it. Um, so anyways, that's my thoughts on eating. I get that. Like I it. completely agree about the hologram watching her dad. That was mm-hmm. the one time, and the first time I saw Rogue One, I did have this feeling the whole time. I was like, I wish I liked, I wish I felt connect, more connected with these characters. And that sure. was one sequence where I was like, okay, we're in. There, there's that was that. absolutely the best gin yeah. moment, in my opinion. Yep, yep. I will say, coming back to my girlfriend's first viewings after watching them all, Rogue One, far away, her favorite. And that's an interesting. Yeah. And it's, and, and I've heard that a lot from yeah. people who maybe are are less, uh, you know, obsessive like mm-hmm. you and I. Yeah. <laughs> and I think um, I think there's a lot there because it, it's not just the action; it is the emotions. It is mm-hmm. it is the bigot. It is. 
it's it's for me when I talk about the rebels versus the empire being my favorite thing about Star Wars, even over Jedi lore. And this is this is pretty much all that. Yes, the Force is there. Yes, Vader is there. But that's what this is. Absolutely. So that's my number one, which means we're going to um, close up. But you know what? Let's talk. I forgot to do this uh, earlier. Uh, let's do some close calls. Close calls. And then we'll go to your number one to close yeah. the show. We actually both had this one. Um, and I figured it'd be better. I didn't, it didn't quite make my list, um, but it's uh, C-3PO tells the stories in Return of the Jedi <laughs> yes. in Bright Tree Village. <laughs> Why did you have that on almost your list? For me, um, and again, I, we, I hope Mark Ellis isn't listening, but <laughs> I'll make Return sure Return of the now. Jedi for me uh, is, um, is lower on my list in general than some of the other Star Wars movies, mainly because of this part in the movie. I love the opening. Mm-hmm. I love the ending. I love Yoda's uh, death. I love yeah. all of that stuff. But when C-3PO, when they're just kind of hanging out with the Ewoks and C-3PO is just telling, he's basically recapping the entire saga. Mm-hmm. For me, it's like, there's so much kind of momentum and finally you're starting to feel like, Oh my God, it's happening. And then it's just like, what? it's, it takes the energy from story time. And it's like, the reason it didn't make the list is because I, any moment we have all of the big three together, I love. Right. They're all hugging and they're happy and it's just this beautiful, I'll mm-hmm. just watch that forever. I don't right. care. But in terms of the pacing of the movie, I'm just like, all right, yeah, we don't need this. It's it's fun. Like I grew up, me and my friend Joel went to high school with. He lives down here in L.A. Um, we we one of our we would just randomly turn to each other and go Toronto, gosh, Toronto, gosh, and we just we love them. And and I I do believe it's so funny. I think I grew up thinking three PO was telling the story, making the sounds, but it's R two there, right? Oh. Is R two doing the sound effects? I always that's thought it one was of the 3PO. big Star Wars questions. Huh. I grew up thinking of C three three to this day. I maybe about a year ago, I saw someone post something about. Oh, I didn't realize R two was the one doing the sounds. Oh, they're collabing. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's a it's a new album release from R two. Out there listening, you all let me know. Fine, get get an article, get an information uh, con- confirmation there, and let me know. But. I don't know. There's something cool I like about that too. And one of my favorite cute moments in Star Wars we talked about on a previous Star Wars ranked is as the story's going on and they talk about Han Solo, Tiglo Carbon. Yeah. Uh, Wicket leans up against Han oh and like kind of pets him. And I think that's a great moment. But it almost made my list too because same type of thing. Kind of what we've been talking about all here. It's just when I I know I can I can cut this from my experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 100%. And that's what this is all about. Yeah. What are some other close calls for you? Close call for me, another in Attack of the Clones was the is the um, the sequence with the comedic droid factory yeah. stuff. It's tough. It's tough. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough. Um, in a lot of ways, the CG is doesn't hold up. The humor just feels completely when I when it's, people complain yeah. about the last last Jedi humor and when they say it's the most controversial film or something, I'm like, are you insane? Like this <laughs> like go back and watch the droid factory scene with Attack of the Clones. Like yeah. it's nuts. The reason that it didn't make my list is because it's intercut with other good stuff going right, right. on with like a lot of cool Geonosis stuff and we're yeah. already kind of in the battle so you can't really go to the bathroom because it's you're going to miss something. That's true. But if I could kind of skip over a lot of that mm-hmm. droid factory stuff, I remember the first time I saw yeah. Tiger Clones in the theater, I actually was laughing a lot mm-hmm. and, and now when I think I was like, what? Well, how was I laughing? But I think it was because it was just so kind of different and shocking or something but now I know. 
Yeah, I was in that phase, you know, and, and we, we call ourselves prequelists, but that, that includes a growth and understanding and appreciation that happens over time. For for, for maybe my generation, you're mm. a little younger than me, obviously, but because I've got more gray in my beard, my friend. But Attack of the Clones, I went into it like I had I had emerged on the other side of loving the Phantom Menace and was like, no, 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 these are bad, mm. these are bad, these are bad, and I was, I was grumpy. And... And I, I, that's why I don't think that's the right way to watch Star Wars. Why do you watch it from this point of grumpiness? Just see what's going out there, and there's going to be things you don't like, things you love. And so I can get through Attack Clones. Love the opening stuff. Uh, I love actually Zam Wessel chasing him, and I like the Geonosis battle. The battle Geonosis incredible. Has some great visuals. A lot of stuff. Especially the last time I watched it, I was stunned by when they're on the transport ship and they're going right before Padme falls off and yeah. lands in the sand and then like awkwardly gets up. But that whole sequence when they're flying through over mm-hmm. the battleground is the, stunning. What we love about Star Wars action is all through that battle. There's a, there's a dark beauty to this battle. It's this horrible battle, but it's the sounds. Mm-hmm. It's the, that shot when the f- battle really first starts going and the, the, the lat is taken off and it loads its rockets and, and, and it's, <sighs> God. It's like that ties to some of the things you fell in love with watching Return of the Jedi as a kid and everything. But yeah, the I remember the droid sequence, droid factory sequence, everything about. It. I almost put it on my list too because uh, Padme running through, get almost getting stamped, you know, crushed, but then you know <laughs> Natalie Portman's just running on like a green screen <laughs> treadmill and and it does take you out it 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 does take me out of it too and then and just the humor that is when the idea that C3PO is funny is 100% true but the the humor Not in that all way. comes from the character yeah 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 it's character based that could comedy. be any sort of anybody yeah 3PO's humor is very like weirdly oddly like Tika Waititi character just right. kind of like awkward and I because of that I do funny things happen around me um, that one's just like his head. Some of the puns, like, what is he say? I'm beside myself. Be- yeah. <laughs> I forget about the puns. I'm beside myself. So, uh, that's a good choice. Any other thoughts, uh, on close calls before we go to your number one? That's, I mean, you know, there's yeah. a few more, but I, I guess the last thing I wanted to say was that one, another reason that I felt like doing this list was that I feel like a lot of times in current, the current Star Wars climate online, especially, mm-hmm. I find myself scared to say anything negative about any movie because it'll be lumped into some greater sort of like toxic us versus them thing. And I remember back kind of before all this was going on, one of my favorite things about being a star Wars Mm. fan was talking to other stars fans about our gripes. Like it's just fun to kind of gripe and like, Oh, this and this without having this kind of beneath the surface, this like, Oh yeah, it's it's this huger, mm-hmm. bigger thing. It's like no, it's just like these fun little things that we could dissect and talk. It's just another thing to talk about. I keep saying this more and more now because I, 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 it's so true what you're saying, Van. Because I mentioned like my friend Joel, the reason we'd say Toronto, gosh, Toronto. It was funny little things that stood out to us. Yeah, there's a friend of mine, uh, Mark Hawk, said he was a, he was a drummer back in the day. I don't know what he's doing now. And we were there was a crowd. We were leaving lunch. Uh, at our high school and I was going one way and he was going the other way. And there was a crowd of students at this little kind of intersection on the walkway where we'd go to different parts of Royal Grande high school. Uh, he was going to the part we called, called orchard. It was far off and we're being separated and pushed apart. And he just looks at me and I, and I look at him and he looks at me and goes, that's the last mistake you'll ever make. Cause it's exactly this moment. And <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, those yeah. are the shared moments yeah. of silliness that we love. 
And as far what as is she proposing? <laughs> that's my favorite line. <laughs> you know, Maxi Big the Forces, yeah. and then what is she proposing? What do you, you know, Joseph and I are going to do a Star Wars rank soon about weird Star Wars quotes that we love. <laughs> so stand by because that one's that's on my good. list. Spoiler, but but the debate is part of it too. I had this discussion with a friend of mine. He's he's, he's my brother, and he's a, he's a, I knew him from my security industry days. He's a police officer now, and and he does not like Holdo. He doesn't like Holdo because of some of the leadership issues, and I, and I do love the character of Holdo. Okay. But I would defend her, defend her, defend her, defend her, and defend that sequence, and mm-hmm. I still defend the sequence. But I finally kind of sat down with him, and we had some discussion, because I, at one point, was his boss uh, before he became a police officer. And I was like, I, I actually think some of your things you're saying are right about her leadership and maybe some mistakes, but I also think that's one kind of the part, the point. Mm-hmm. And, and she kind of goes down with the ship. But also, I'd love to have this discussion with you, but I can't. Because the moment I say something, I feel as though then it's used against the overall picture, and I can't be a part of that. Right. Especially online. Yeah. And where especially about The Last Jedi. Yeah, especially right, where there, yeah. when there is no nuance. Yeah. It's just you either hated her or you didn't. And right. I love her, but I think there's some flaws to it, and that's part of what I love about it. And that's what this is about, too. And, and I think and that, just as a fan of the Force Center, I will say that's why this, I feel like, this is a special place and a special forum for these kind of conversations. It reminds mm-hmm. me of, of how it felt to be a Star Wars fan 10 years ago. <laughs> Prior to... Yeah, 20, in the best way. 2010. Yeah. 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 And we went through it with the, with the prequels. I, I, I agree with you too. And some people were like, Last Jedi is the most divisive film. That blows ah. my mind. I cannot. Are you like, are you insane? Like it, it may be divide, maybe more divisive in that they are even more evenly spit split yeah. like negative and positive back in the prequel days it was just kind of universal <laughs> it was like so yet less divisive i guess <laughs> yeah but because it was more negative <laughs> yeah that's right and as pablo adaga will say he's like uh nowadays got nothing on the forums in 1999 oh my god <laughs> you know, like nothing so i agree all anyway. that to say thank you for that uh, little divergent yes. topic there it is it is the spirit Time of what we're doing here, my but, number one but we do need your yes. number one so this one was pretty obvious to me, and it's The Force Awakens, which we haven't touched on yet, I don't think. And it's The Wrath Tars. Oh, the reason I didn't have it on the list is because I knew you wanted to talk about it. (laughs) Hit me, man. Yes, I agree. Yes. So The Force Awakens, one of my favorite movies of all time. It's like a fine wine. I like it more and more every time I watch it. Right. And... The reason this is number one is for one, I don't like it. I don't like the Wrath Tars. I don't like the way they look. The rest of the movie looks incredible. And these guys stick out so blatantly. Um, You don't get a lot of interesting character stuff even mixed in. But the main reason I pick it is because the rest of the movie is so, to me, so flawless and seamless Mm -hmm. that this is just from a mile away, you can see this Raftar sequence as like, oh, that's so clearly the bathroom break. Yeah. There isn't a lot of these other movies like Attack of the Clones, like, well, I could do this, I could do this, I could do this. Um, mm-hmm. And even Solo and so, uh, most of the other movies, there are a couple different ones you can choose from kind of. But in The Force Awakens, it's such a solidly constructed movie that I like I, uh, everything about mainly except for this one sequence. It's just to my, for me personally, it is so clearly the obvious bathroom break in that movie. <laughs> it it's almost designed to be. Yeah. If I like, I was like, I can't, I can't imagine watching the editing and being like, right, we should keep that in there. And this is kind of a sequence that can be maybe inspired at least some of our early conversations about yeah. doing this. Yeah, yeah. I knew this was, this was something on your Tuesday and it's mine. I've been public about my dislike of the wrath tars themselves, even their design. But, mm-hmm. um, I was looking at Force Awakens. I was like, all right, so making my list, what else might be there? And 
I love the Force Awakens as well. Obviously, it moves so fast. It's so you you start it. Next thing you know, the movie's over, and you're like, yeah, it's super tight. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, great job on JJ and the team putting them together, but. It's it not just slows down here. It's a different tone that doesn't fit for me. And so I, I get pulled out. And again, now that and I'll say this, as with every one of these sequences we're talking about, some great Han stuff, because he shows up, right? We're ready. Right. Han's back. The line of, I even like when he's like, you know, uh, Tasu Leach, good to see you. Right. That's how, fine. Have I let you down? Like, And then Chewie's kind of like, yeah, yeah, you let him down mm-hmm. twice. You know, like, right. Love all that. And then once it gets to that, you have the raid guy's, Kind of being wasted, just yep, you know, nice, around. nice, nice cameo. Yep, you got Mark Ellis in there. You got Mark Ellis, Balatik. Um, that is the moment because you know once that once you get going. Now there's some. I'll say for me, I might have picked something from Maz's Castle. Hmm. Love it. The problem is for me, there's too much good character stuff in it. Mm-hmm. But I have found myself the Rathar sequence is quick. When they land on Takadana, great stuff, and they walk to the castle. From the moment Han says, you know, just don't talk to anybody, just don't say anything, whatever, and they go in, I know I have a few minutes to get to that vision. Right, yeah, and you don't want to miss the vision. Might have been a close call, but Rathars, we're talking about Rathars. Rathars! It just doesn't work for just me. Just skip it. Just skip it. Just skip or it. Or keep it playing is what we're saying, yeah, and get yeah, up, yeah. check your mail. Yeah. Put a, cop, uh, put a pot of coffee on. Didn't the Rathars appear in Rebels or... Uh, Rathars definitely appeared in the Darth Maul five-issue comic that came out. And there, they're they're all right. Well, because you don't have to, like, They're not moving, moving. and um, <laughs> uh, Darth Maul kills them. Here's the other thing, too. The Rathars, it's it's very Men in Blackish, which Men in Black, yeah. you know, I mean, Vans in my studio. I've got Men in Black memorabilia on, on, on my shelves here. Um, but that means it's a different tone. And it's not just the Rathtar specifically. I don't, Harrison never been a great runner. Now at 76 <laughs> is running even worse. So he's clobbing along. I'm like, I don't believe he's going to outrun these Rathtars. And there's a one where he grabs the guy and like flings him in. Yeah. If that had been Chewie, I believe Chewie's strength. Totally. I don't think Han. Old man Han. Old man Han's going to flip a doodle this guy in and leave nothing but a shoe. No. So there's a lot of little things where I just can't get on board. And hey, to everyone who says I'm too positive about Star Wars, just sit down with me during the Rantar <laughs> sequence. <laughs> so I, that's why I'm glad it's, it's your number one. Any final big Rathtar thoughts? I, don't, I think we got it, man. I think, I, think, I think the world knows how, how we feel about Rathtars. I think a lot of the world feels the same way. I yeah. would be curious. I would like to have an in, I would like to talk to someone mm-hmm. who's like, what are you talking about? The Raftars are incredible. Oh, I love. I, I would just love to hear why, and I'm sure there are some people. I'm sure out there, there are. yeah. And tweet us, and and we'll have that uh, that that fun, good conversation about it. Because yeah, I'm I genuinely sure. would love to know that. Yeah, like, and that would probably make me see it in a different way. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I I have to learn. You know, I I don't like the character of Mara Jade, and I was talking about this recently on a main show. I, I don't like the character of Mara Jade too much after her introduction. I do like her introduction, but. Uh, not much, and then I have to realize, hey, for a lot of fans, specifically female fans in the '90s, that was that's what they had. That that and Leia. And I'm like, all right, I got to step off the gas and understand why you like it. Yeah, um, I do want to understand, along with Van, why you like the Rathars out there listening. Let us know. 
So, Van, wow, we got through a big list. This is one of the biggest episodes of Star Wars ranked ever. Congratulations, sir. All right, we did it. We did it. We did it. Before we sign on out and I tell everybody where to find us, I want you to let them know where to find you and your wonderful music. Uh, I got a record player, new record player over there. See that record? You know why I got that? Because you had given me an LP copy of your album, Countries, and I wanted to listen to it that way. The first time I met you on Jedi Council. That's right. Uh, yeah, you can find me on the internets, Instagram and Twitter at Van William Music or VanWilliamMusic.com. Working on new music now, which should be coming out in a few months. Cannot wait. And you'll be back, of course, not just then, but always to talk Star Wars. Van is not just a great uh, musician, and as I always like to uh, say, rock star, because he's a rock star to me, but he's a great guy uh, and uh, brings a lot of love into the world. So follow him, follow his stuff, and uh, if you're not familiar with him, get familiar with him. If you're familiar with us, you know where to find us on Twitter at Force Center Pod. We have our Facebook page. T Public merchandise is there. If you want to get a Speculate Responsibly t-shirt in time for the Episode 9 push, when all the stuff starts really coming on out, get your t-shirt there. Star Wars Celebration is soon. Uh, we can't quite say yet. Uh, we don't know yet. Joseph and I are going to be there. Jennifer most likely cannot be there. Joseph and I are working on getting there and are going to have some fun stuff hopefully to announce soon. So, so stick around for that information. Go to fourcenterpodomatic.net for more information. We're on Patreon at patreon.com slash fourcenter. Follow me at Ken Napsock. That's a lot of stuff. This was a big episode. Now you know where to take your bathroom break. Star Wars has been ranked. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.